All right, good evening, everyone. Thank you so much again for your patience. We do appreciate it. Um, we will now call the meeting to order. I'm going to welcome you to the June 5th um, special meeting of the African American Representative Advisory Committee, Senator McDonald. Um, the co-leaders on the right stair to the right. Um, one to us, as always, thank our human rights commission staff, Amelia Martinez Bankhead, Richard Plata, George Stewart, Sat Manuel, and Coach for providing invaluable assistance and support for today's meeting. Um, there are a few announcements. Secretary Morgan. Good evening, everyone. Um, I ask that everyone in the audience please um, stop talking because we have a lot of, uh, you know, there are issues with the acoustics in this room. Thank you. Um, this evening's meeting is being held at 25 Manhattan Avenue, room 610. Members of the public can join us in person or participate remotely. Public comment will be available um, on the one item on this agenda. People will be given two minutes to speak. People attending in person will be called to speak first, followed by those of you attending remotely. Anyone calling in, please mute your phone until after the speaker, mute your PC um, until after the speak. Please use the raise hand icon to indicate you would like to participate in public comment. Thank you. Um, we honor the gifts, resilience, and sacrifices of our Black ancestors, particularly those who toiled the land and built the institutions that established the city's wealth and freedom, despite never being compensated or fully realizing their own sovereignty. We acknowledge this exploitation of not only labor, but of our humanity. And through this process, are working to repair some of the harms done by public and private actors. Because of their work, we are here and will invest in the descendants of the legacy. Thank you so much, Member um, Carter. Not to give me much time. Member Barrett, do you mind reading the uh, 
It's actually a city policy that runs to leading any city meeting we're supposed to and start the meeting with the government who's holding land acknowledgement. Yeah, I understand the policy. I still understand why black people have So, Member Barry has noted that um, she likes presentation on why black people have to be around the prostitution of any land acknowledgement and has requested that at the uh, upcoming meeting. Thank you. Putting the volunteer to read the land acknowledgement. And also read the land we acknowledge that we are an unceded ancestor of homeland of the Gratitude who are the original inhabitants of the peninsula. As the indigenous stewards of this land and in accordance with their traditions, the Ramakutaloni have never ceded, lost, nor forgotten the responsibilities of the caretakers of this place, as well as for all people who reside in their traditional territory. As guests, we recognize that we benefit from living and working on their traditional homeland. Wish to pay our respect by acknowledging the ancestors, elders, and relatives of the Roman Jewish community by affirming their sovereign rights as our people. Thank you, Mike. Um, Item number one is call to order and committee roll call. I will ask, um, I will announce members' names, they will announce their present. We do have some members attending remotely, they will be able to participate in. Um, the um, discussion about the um, recommendations, but their vote according to city policy will not count because um, they are attending remotely and not in person. So first, um, I will call James Lance Taylor. Present. Tanish Holland. Present. Eric McDonald. Present. Amos Brown. Present. Rico Hamilton. Present. Nicole Cunningham. Present. Gloria Berry. Daniel Landry. Tiffany Carter. Present. Wendelin Brown. Present. Anita Akinem. Present. Star Williams. Present. Thank you. Jaquela McCain. Leticia Irving. Freddie Martin. Quorum is eight, and we have eight members attending in person, so the meeting can be called to order. Item number two is updates to the African American Reparations Advisory Committee draft report. the discussion and possible action items. It's time for members of the African American Reparations Advisory Committee to discuss and potentially update recommendations for the final San Francisco reparations plan, including any updates to eligibility requirements. There will be a presentation by Eric McDonald, Chair, African American Reparations Advisory Committee, Denise Collins, Vice Chair, African American Reparations Advisory Committee. There will be public comment on this item first, followed by committee comment. Thank you, Madam Secretary. So, um, as a reminder to all of our attendees uh, of the meeting tonight, um, 
especially carryover from our last May 8th meeting, regular meeting May. Um, so potentially make edits as was just read, um, the recommendations um, that are currently in our draft report will also be looking to approve recommendations that have been introduced in 2023 since the draft report was submitted. Uh, and so that's what we'll walk through as far as we can get tonight time allowed. Um, as always, we will first take public comment on this item. Um, we're going to please limit your comments. We're going to ask you both individuals in person as well as folks who are joining online. Please limit your comments to recommendations related to eligibility of specific sub subcommittees, economic empowerment, education, health, and policy. And then following the public comment, we'll have committee discussion. Um, people providing public testimony should address the remarks of the committee as a whole, as, as always, um, and not to individual committee members or department personnel. Depending on person would like to make or provide public testimony, uh, we're going to invite you in just a moment to come to the podium. So what I'd like to do now is open public comment. I'd like to begin in the room, and then we'll go to public comment that is online. Yes, ma'am. Mr. Chair, I'm two members of the public have advised me that they only hear the secretary's voice and maybe all including myself to project more so that those on call can hear. Absolutely can do that. So apologies. We're going to begin with public comment. We're first going to invite those who are in the room to provide public comment, and then we'll go to those who are joining remotely. So if you are in the room and would like to share public comment tonight on again, our agenda item, we invite you to do so now. You can make your way to the podium. That would be fantastic. Maybe let's do this. Clearly, there are several Fantastic. Um, why don't we begin at this end and work our way down to the front row here? Please. Oh, just run, see? No, no, no. Okay, go ahead. And again, a reminder, you have two minutes for public. Thank you. Um, good evening, everybody. Um, my name is Norma Gallegos. I am a member of Radical Women, a longstanding um, socialist feminist organization. And I'm also born and raised in the city. And I really appreciate the proposal from the committee as uh, Black history is so important. And I just want to say that it's been a long time for reparations. Um, my family comes from Mexico. And um, we understand what oppression means coming into this country and what it's done to black and brown people. I do think that it's important that while individual rep reparations is important as well as just showing that collective reparations is also important. I do think that the community is important to um, be acknowledged and overall that those who have immigrated into communities um, also are impacted by racist policies. Afro-American, Afro-Black folk that are in our communities should also be allowed to be under, under this um, uh, reparations program to be given, ensuring that healthcare and um, that education is desegregated. There's employment, there's housing for everybody. Uh, it's, a, it's a shame that we have to be doing this under the, the halls of injustice. I think that just overall, everybody needs to be given uh, reparations and not just um, given to a certain amount of individuals. So I'm just addressing this as someone who's from the community. I've seen and I work with young black and brown youth and the amount of racist policies that have impacted us 
um, under the United States um, government. And um, I'm hoping that this uh, proposal will continue to uplift our communities. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. My name is Nancy Cato. I'm the uh, local organizer for the Bay Area Freedom Socialist Party. I also want to uh, extend my thanks and gratitude to the committee for the tremendous work that you've done. I was an ethnic studies major at UC Berkeley, and one thing I'm particularly impressed about is the, um, all the information and the history of how um, racism and slavery has impacted people here, particularly in San Francisco. So I think that is really very important and we should figure out other ways to use that part of the, of the document. Um, one thing I raised last time when I was here and I would very much be interested in hearing um, comments from uh, uh, the status of it, which is, I don't see anywhere in the draft resolution or the draft um, document about police fighting police brutality. I know there's mention of it, but in terms of specific types of collective demands, which is pretty thorough in many other areas, but that one seems to be glaringly missing, um, especially given that this task force was um, came together in the height of um, you know the Black Lives Matter movement, the um, you know community outreach against police brutality. So it just seems odd that that's not included. Um, the other thing I'd like to just say is that, um, I've said this before as well, in terms of, I know we're not talking about it now, but really, again, how do we get in this, right? We can put together this great proposal, and but we need to also build the community support to win these demands. And as we know with anything, it takes community support to really, um, you know, to, to, to put some weight behind, you know, the, the strong statements that are here. So thank you. Thank, thank you. you very much. Hi, I am Christina Lee. I am also from the Freedom Socialist Party. I'm the Comrades of Color Caucus Coordinator. And I, once again, would like to speak on the manner of matter of eligibility. Um, I really love all of the updates that have made have been made to the draft reports or draft proposal eligibility. And I would like to urge that it stay as broad as possible because they are already when we are the ones that are doing it and being serious about figuring out how to make it happen. And the way, like the, the worst thing that could happen would be to create infighting within the Black community, to create division amongst other San Franciscans. We want to show people that reparations are something that can bring communities together and can show the rest of the country and the rest of the world that we can create programs and make things right in a way that is going to build up everybody that suffers under capitalism. Thank you. Thank you. Next speaker, please. My name is Ron Carter, and I'd like to address the issue that I see here about black business and revolution. It happens that I created about 60 companies and I launched them all on Facebook. They haven't done so good because Facebook's gaps and their software frequently make the websites impossible to locate. Some of them have actually been suppressed. 
like African-American Economic Improvement Movement to Save an African Economy. That website, you can't find it. It's launched on Facebook, but if you go in and try to find it, you cannot find it. These are, all these companies I've created are to be jobs programs. I think it's probably be jobs programs for people who are unskilled and have no skills. Now, I see that you have created a provision to ask and request money to fund programs that provide training for people to go into skill training. But I want to close that gap. And what about people who don't have any skills or any training? I want to create a way for them to be able to make some money. And so I'm asking the committee to include this language in there, uh, in this document, to ask the, the government to take a look at my companies and ask them to, would they play a part and help to fund them so that they could be jobs programs for people who have no skills at all. And so that's my hope. Hope you will take this into consideration and uh, let's have a, a more extensive discussion about that. Uh, I see from looking at the rental or the uh, the language about housing. And I, I'm glad to find out that there is a provision talking about making it possible for people to be able to not have to pay rent. Because I think that Americans should be paying rent after 200 years of slavery. I think, you know what, we paid our rent to be able to be free, truly free. And so I hope that provision will be uh, up. Lifted and that will be put forward more forcefully. The government make sure that they make sure they take care of that provision that black people shouldn't be paying no rent. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you so much. Next speaker. Anyone else wish to make My name is Mary Bruder. I'm so glad this uh, business is happening here. I'm a veteran uh, being actively hunted by the San Francisco police legally. They've broken every human right that I have. I came on Harriet Tubman's order at six years old. I reading was fundamental. And uh, I'm here as a person with the last name group of uh, plantation owners. I'm a brooder, the largest uh, slave plantation owned. But the blacks and whites are trying to you know, understand that the white people have give, been given sanctuary all this time. We've been sent out into the streets to be murdered. So it's, it's so interesting how a lot of white people are able to stand as the barrier between us. Um, I've been to every hell. I'm talking, they've sent me to the insane asylum. They've tried to threaten my humanity. I, I speak from my panoramic views in inner sunset and use my First Amendment right, and it is not legal to be black. I'm telling you now. <laughs> I'm telling you now. If you are brown and you believe you have some space, you do not. Nothing is true. And I've eluded. <laughs> By the grace of the most highest consciousness, uh, am I being detained? Who's arresting me? What are you doing? Making people stop? Holding on like I'm doing, playing tag when I was four years old with the LA light years, like, and making them not take me. And I'm telling you now, you are not safe here. I came out of my house just to tell you there's a clan group of police that live in my neighborhood. And not in my backyard, and all of those things. No, no housing vouchers to save you. I'm 100% service connected veteran, retired for life. Came on here in order to tell you there's no asking. They will be up to this all the whole time, just so you know. Thank you. Anyone else who seems to make want to make a comment on this item? Let's hear in the room. 
Seeing none, let's go to online, please. Um, first, we'd like to call Catherine Campbell. Hello. Thank you. Uh, good afternoon. I, I had a hard time getting on on here, but I'm here now. Uh, these are comments for the reparation. Yes. Okay. Well, I just want to say this: that a lot of us are, uh, you know, people of color who have family that were. Um, you know, uh, part of the, the slave trade and, and uh, for decades and hundreds of years um, were brought here and not really given the true education of what our grandparents and our great parents on back had to go through um, just to get established, you know, and uh, we're still we're still trying to we're still living living uh, their nightmare, you know, and some of us are experiencing that that nightmare. And uh, some of the programs that I noticed that were up for uh, uh, for reparations as far as um, education and whatnot, I'm hoping and I am definitely praying that they are not those poverty programs that we were put into. Uh, which I was also into and did not get us too many places. Some of us got into places where, you know, we're happy and content. But as the years go on, those, those programs, they've uh, faded out. I see a lot of youth out here struggling, you know, to get their education, to take care of their families, you know, to take care of their health care. And, um, and no one is really giving them a, a big, ginormous voice so that we can break that uh, chain, you know, just break that chain uh, of, of slavery. You know, I, I just, uh, I don't even know if I'll live to see us get it, but I sure wish and hope that I live to see it change. And that's all I have to say. Hello? Hi. Did you, did you call Ken Johnson? Yes, I did. Okay, yeah, th thank you so much. Uh, I just wanna say that uh, if you uh, pay attention and look around, a lot of the large buildings are closing down. You know, uh, I just saw on the news, uh, uh, that big building, uh, it's a big hotel, the high rises, you know, the, 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 the people are not coming to San Francisco. So a lot of the, uh, the money is being stopped. So you guys need to act on the reparations, especially with the Fillmore Heritage Center. You need to, uh, or you, uh, I would hope that you would consider, you know, having that as a reparation and, 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 and only allowing, uh, uh, proposals from San Francisco black community to be allowed in, in the, uh, you know, to, to be allowed to even ask for the film or heritage center, you know, so it's really important that you look around. And when you look, 
when, when you go home, check out new, the news. It's, uh, you know, because uh, San Francisco used to be really popular. And now it's a lot of uh, conferences and a whole lot of different things that are not coming here. So the the money, the, the money that they're talking about, it might, it, it might not be available, you know. So you need to grab the things that are in the community that's available now so you have something. You know, instead of waiting on, on 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 some money, I mean, ask for the money, put grants in, put put right proposals in for 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 the money. I'm 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 I, I want to get reparations, but that low hanging fruit, the buildings that's available, get them. So at least you got something. You know, you you got to we we got to get something, and that way we could train our youth and 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 hotel management and and just we we can do a lot of stuff. You know. With, with the buildings that's available, you know we can't wait until it's because you got a lot of people that's coming here that's from from uh over the border. They 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 coming in. So all these. Now I'd like to call Malik. Malik, you're on mute. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Greetings, everyone. Can everyone hear me clearly? Okay. Um, again, I am Malik Zaneferu. Unfortunately, I'm not there. Uh, I'm not having been able to get a lot of the meetings, and uh, I want to make this make sure that I get everything off. But I, I just um, have not been able to get all of the appointments, and you know, I, I was really interested in being on on some of the uh, committees, and I just have not been able to do that because I do have things that I'm doing here in the community in Bayview Hunters Point. I wanna first start off by saying, you know, the idea of reparations is that uh, it started out, uh, in, in, as many of us know here, that it started out of uh, us, number one here, getting funds because living in San Francisco and living in the Bay Area it's so expensive that it has pushed away a huge number of our, our uh, Black constituents that would be able to uh, sustain themselves had we had the opportunity to continue. There's over a thousand towns and cities throughout the America that has uh, existed, which was Black towns and cities that have been destroyed. So uh, the issue that I'm having now is that it takes it's right now, even the discussion about reparations is really kind of clamoring on the opportunity for us to get not just the money, because we definitely need the money. The money needs to come right now, right away. And, you know, I know we have a lot of talking to do, but the talking is one thing. We got to get that thing rolling out because it is proven. This is a proven fact that reparations is old and it is more than money, but we need to start off with the money right away. So we got schools, homes, businesses, banking, insurance, health uh, issues, all of these things can, uh, needs to be replenished right away and it can be replenished. And the programs are fine, but uh, in terms of the funds and the money that we really need to move forward as a community, I mean, even if we started with homeowners here in the Bay Area and giving them their homes instantly where we can be able to push forward. Now I'd like to invite LaDonna Williams. Good evening, LaDonna Williams. Can you hear me okay? 
Yeah. So first of all, I just want to say it is very triggering to hear folks get in here and take up space from Black folks. Reparations, make no mistake to folks that are confused, is about Black folks, American Blacks who are descendants of slavery, chattel slavery in particular, who has been harmed. That is what reparations is supposed to be about in America. We are the only race, the only group of people who have not been paid for our harm. And to sit here and allow folks who already are coming in here, taking up resources while we accommodate them in the name of humanity, making space for them. And they come in here and they slam the door in our faces. We have no patience anymore for people coming in here saying that they should be due reparations along with black folks. Come on now. At some point that has to stop where people can continue to come in and cash in on what is rightfully owed to black America. It is not an all party here. All did not pay the price for slavery. All did not, uh, ancestors were not bought and sold like animals. And even today, where we should have resources, others are coming in and taking these resources in the name of humanity, immigration, or whatever you want to call it. And we continue to sit back and allow it to happen on the local level and, and, and the national level where you have AOC even on here. Now all of a sudden she's black so they can find a way to slide in Latinos to come in and take what rightfully belongs to black folks. Reparations is cash payments, protection of black. I'd like to welcome Lena Smith. Hello, uh, yes, I'd like to discuss eligibility and the connection to San Francisco guidelines. I believe they're unrealistic and unattainable for residents of a certain era. Uh, these guidelines are more suitable for current residents of San Francisco and unfair to people who lived in the city 20, 30, and 40 years ago. Uh, many of these documents no longer exist. And how are people supposed to provide pay stubs within the last 45 days and utility bills and lease agreements, et cetera. Um, many businesses and property owners are long gone. Uh, properties have changed hands over the years. Uh, I was able to locate my family dating back to 1948 through an online search of San Francisco directories. Um, these directories are held uh, by the San Francisco Public Library. In fact, they have nearly every directory that was ever printed. So it's my suggestion that school records and directories like the yellow and white pages be allowed as proof of connection to San Francisco. Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to welcome Michael Washington. Hello, um, I'm sorry. My name is Caroline Washington and I accidentally signed in with my husband's Zoom. So I apologize about the confusion. 
Um, well, I just wanted to come in and make a comment. Um, someone had made a comment earlier about how we can bring the community together to show up um, for reparations. And uh, I myself, I'm from the Pacific Islander community. And so um, I believe that the best way to do this is to speak with your community, your parents, your church, um, your children. If you want your community to come together, then I think it's on all of us allies to bring our community together. And um, when I say allyship and when I say solidarity, I believe that that term has been used loosely. And so I just want to remind us that are outside of the African-American community to remember supporting reparations means supporting from the sidelines. And that doesn't mean benefiting us. It means supporting what is due to the descendants of slaves from chattel slavery. And so I wanted to just make a comment and hopefully empower all of us who are allies to have these discussions within our community, back this up. And whatever comes from this for other communities is a completely separate discussion. We should not continue to be part of this conversation moving forward. Thank you. you can comment on public comment one time on each item. Now I'd like to invite Ms. Tina. Ms. Tina, can you unmute yourself? We hear Ms. Tina, you now have the floor. Feel free to unmute yourself. Okay, why don't we go to Diane Washington Shepherd and then try Ms. Tina again later. We can't hear any I can see that your uh, microphones are muted, but we can't hear you on the call. Are there any other members of the public attending remotely who would like to participate in public comment on this item? I see Angela A's hand going up and down. Okay, let's try Elena Vargas. Hi, peace. Can I just tell up the universe? Mm -hmm. 
I think that everything that's been said is great. Um, as far as the whole entire like eligibility requirements, um, of course, it's our Black community or Indigenous community or Moorish community. Um, because we have been so greatly displaced um, just from our homes, from having fair employment, from having life. So I think that every state, including the state of California, has to be responsible for um, the ways that they lack policing people or police brutality, whether it's uh, just, you know, forcing people to adhere with contract or just taking people's away, taking away people's rights by law, by using the laws to take people's rights away, which is unconstitutional. But I think this is my two minutes, so thank you for your time. Angela A. Welcome. Hi, can you hear me? Hello? Yes. Oh, okay, thank you. Um, okay, I have a statement I want to read here, and I'm going to try to go fast before my two minutes is up. Okay, when I was age two, I was abandoned by both parents, and I was in an orphanage for my early years, subsequently briefly with a paternal grandmother from the age of six until age 11 when she passed away. I was then placed into a foster care system, shuffled from one so-called home to another from age 11 to 18, to which I then became labeled a ward of the state. Once I reached the age of 18, I was on my own, cut off for any sort of support, no support from the state nor from family members. Nothing was made available to me. Being a foster child stays with you your entire life. It is a stigma that, stigma that defines you no matter what city or state one was in foster care in California or in elsewhere. I can't tell you the countless Christmases I've spent alone. And I really feel that historically, when our people were subjected to the cruelty of slavery, which involved family separations, killing of family members and killing of the black family, black families lost connections to fathers, mothers, siblings, and other family members. We not only lost important parts of our identities, but these separations also created a lack of family history and just as importantly, created a lack of generational modeling as to what a healthy family unit should look like. Therefore, the legacy of slavery carries on. And this would not have happened to us if we didn't have chattel slavery. So I asked that the requirement for foster care be expanded to include African-Americans who have been in foster care regardless of where they have been. After all, we rely on you, the black community, to also be part of our family. Um, I also wanted to mention, I think a really important harm that's missing, I mentioned this before, is the political disenfranchisement of San Francisco African-Americans by the displacement of family members, which diminished our voice, our power, and our ability to be truly represented in the halls of, of government. And um, so we also know this impacted many political decisions even to this day. So I really feel like um, the loss of political power should definitely be. Imagine. 
Hi, I'm Tina Combs Boulan, um, and uh, appreciate being here. I hope that you can hear me now. Thank you. I wanted to comment on the eligibility requirements. I did try to review the proposed um, amendments to the draft. Um, the Excel sheet I found to be somewhat uh, confusing and unclear. Uh, notwithstanding, I know um, the hard work and many hours of the committee has worked on this, um, so I'm not casting um, any particular blame. I did want to say that um, more po pointedly, that it appeared that um, I wanted to echo a prior comment that the um, proof of connection that related to using school records appear to not be in the current proposal. I hope that that's not the case, because like uh, one of the other public commenters mentioned, that is an important um, and accessible uh, uh, set of records, particularly for San Franciscans. I'm one of those. My mother, um, now deceased, is one of those. My grandfather is one of those. And um, without um, being able to use that kind of record, the eligibility uh, appears to be biased and would in fact result in a bias in favor of people who um, have a more recent connection to San Francisco and who can you know, pull up uh, uh, pay stubs and uh, lease information and that kind of thing. Um, I have five siblings. We all went to school in San Francisco um, and multiple generations. Um, who lived in the city, uh, later moved away because they could not afford to buy property in San Francisco, but who contributed to the life, vitality, and culture of the city, including my grandfather being one of the first people to um, integrate San Francisco Muni. So with that, I'll close. May I speak? Good evening, committee. My name is Virginia Marshall, a recent retired educator with 36 years at SFUSD. I want to commend the committee for all your hard work over these months and years for the for reparations for us. I pray that I will see it in my lifetime and my children and grandkids' lifetime, but especially in my life, my lifetime. Uh, I don't know about school records. I know the district spill school records for a period of time. I think so someone should look into that and see if that's possible uh, for going back generations. And I just hope that all the, all the committees on one accord, that the California committee is on one accord, and that African-Americans in San Francisco do see the fruit of your work, that we receive some monies for the harm that's caused us and continue to cause us here in San Francisco. Because the black flight's very real. Our young people do not have jobs. They can't even rent a room. And this graduation class of 2023 cannot even rent a room in the city where they were born in. So thank you so much for your hard work. 
I'm looking forward to the vote on June 30th, and I hope that I do see some see reparations in my lifetime. As I mentioned in the past, it does work because my father, a farmer in West Tennessee, because of the tenacity of a young farmer down the road from us in the country, we say down the road, uh, that the farmers who who were harmed by the whites in that town did receive reparations. So again, thank you so much for all of your hard work. Arshay. Thank you. Um, Can you unmute yourself? Okay. I just want to note that there are several levels of reparations that are taking place across the country. H.R. 40 and Congress is still in play. The state, as we all know, is also trying to organize reparations. And here in San Francisco, I think it's important to take note that we have a 90-year legacy. I mean, our, our forefathers, our fathers, our grandparents, our great-grandparents went to the war to win democracy for the United States. And when they got back here, particularly in San Francisco, half of the, the brothers that were over there out of the million plus military men did not get an honorable discharge, which meant they could not get the GI Bill, which meant that they couldn't purchase the low interest rate mortgages that were being organized by the civilian finance mortgage and real estate companies here in San Francisco kept us out of the areas where the equity in the property would zoom skyrocket to the way the 78% of white American, white GIs who came back and got the GI Bill were able to move into Moran, move into San Mateo, move into Contra Costa County and have their equity in their homes, generational wealth, decade after decade after decade after decade. So I don't want anyone to tell me that they had nothing to do with slavery because every one of these kids today have inherited houses, cars, bank accounts, and we, unfortunately, were not able to do the same thing. And that is the reason for the wealth disparity in the Bay Area today. That is the reason why you have people laying out on the street trying to, like, find some shelter. That is the reason why kids can't get into the best educational facilities that all of those kids that you see at Berkeley County. Okay. Hello, everybody. My name is Vicki Jones. I am a former resident of San Francisco. I have been in San Francisco for a multitude of years. I now live outside of San Francisco. Um, I'm confused on <clears throat> the eligibility requirements. I am looking at something online. <clears throat> I went back to look at it because I hear all of the chatter about it. It's on your website and it's called the draft for San Francisco reparations, uh, drafted December, 2022. It does mention 
um, San Francisco school records. I, I'm a certificate of preference holder. So um, I think that qualifies me, but um, the school records thing is, I'm hearing it being said that those are not qualifying factors. Um, is there an updated uh, eligibility requirement? If so, how do I get hold of it? Last thing, um, how do I become a part of the committee? I've emailed and I've not received the response. So if somebody could respond to me via email, Vicki Jones, that would be great. Thank you. Thank you. Um, are there any members of the public attending remotely who would like to participate in public comment on this item? If you would, please use the raised hand icon. Uh, Mr. Broadnecks? Can you unmute yourself? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yes, we can. Yes, I like to come in on one thing. I'm 76 years old. I'm so tired of hearing other people blaming the black person for anything what's going on in this world today. We, our foreparents, came here, was brought here. We didn't come on our own and used us and still using us today. People, let's wake up. Let's fight for what's right. They promised in the days, they promised they were going to give us 40 acres of land. And she would, here it is in 2023. What have we gotten? Nothing. So let's just keep fighting until we get what belongs to us. Thank you very much. Are there any other members of the public who have not participated in public comment already who would like to comment on this item? Um, I would like to call Adriana. Okay, Adriana, and was raised and disappeared. Adriana? Okay, why don't we try Jeffrey Greer? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yes. Uh, yeah, well, as you know, I've been, uh, here several times and made several statements so we'll just get to the point and cut the conversation and cut the check that is all thank you are there any other members of the public attending remotely who would like to comment on this item please use the raise hand icon Okay, Chair McDonald, I don't believe um, this person has already participated in public comment once. So I don't believe there are any new members who would like to carry, members of public who would like to comment on the item. Okay, thank you so much. Saying that public comment is not closed. Colleagues, uh, now uh, let me just articulate the path we're going to try and take um, and invite your cooperation. First, and we'll do housekeeping until we'll look back at May 8th. 
you received um, at the beginning of the meeting packet uh, documents there in order that we're going to take them. And so just please make note of that. So first we'll do, as I said, the outstanding motion from the May 8th meeting. Then we'll review the subcommittee edits to existing. So recommendations in the draft, right? So we'll look back at those. Those are, in, if you have your binder, those are in your binder under tab two. And we'll do that by subcommittee. So subcommittee leads, please get ready. Third, we'll review additions to the recommendations and we'll do this again by subcommittee and we'll go line by line. Fourth, we'll review the additions to the um, contact section of the report. You recall that the draft report um, is organized by sections. There have been discussions and recommendations on that just in those sections. So we'll review those and, and reach some decisions around it. And then lastly, we'll go over eligibility and vote on the additions to what is currently written in the draft report. Or I proceed. Any questions on the path we've been ready to bed? Yes, sir. Obviously, uh, you know, something that we need on the recommendation. Some of these recommendations details from each So we have to vote on that. So I think want us to take it you can, why don't you just when we get there, represent the best of the best of Again, that's not a recommendation of committee. Any other questions? Stone process. The other thing I'd ask is, again, just in the spirit of being efficient, because we've got a lot of ground to cover, um, get succinct as you possibly can. Uh, that would be, that would be um, very helpful. Okay. With no questions, then let's start with the motions. Yes, sir. Yeah, I Liberating body. We have done the right thing of giving here. I want us to also consider if we're going to get any traction. We're still out there. We shall give birth to this. Do not think that we have a lot of responsibilities. Um, showing the practical consequences. But we do refer based upon the that we're going to do help end up back in the bag, making traction, getting nowhere. Back all we're still dealing with other human beings who must act on 
our wisdom. And in this political reality, well, the man, Will Brown, always said, we will get into this process. You better know how to capture. Influence people, wage for in my estimation. One side, you can pat your head and rub your belly at the same time. You gotta make it two ways and be proud. Addition to be analytical. Please, please. This is about the people. And at the end of the day, history will record whether or not we did the thing right and just for the people. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. All right, so yes, yes um, as far as our recommendations, we have 111 so far. I'm sure tonight some of the committees who work a lot every month with the public to come up with even more recommendations to add to the report. If we consider prioritizing, is that going to take away from all the hard work the public and community have done? Would be four recommendations as priority from each committee? And is that something we should be voting on? Or, or how is that going to work? Because we talked about subcommittee meetings about prioritizing recommendations. So, so let, let me ask this, this important topic of discussion. Let's visit recommendations, whether we prioritize or not, when we come to recommendations. So let's walk through again with this outline. Let's walk through. Looking back to May 8th, and we'll look at executive. So we, we can have that discussion, but let's have it at the right time. Okay? All right. So, Madam Secretary, would you please call? Uh, and we're not going to debate with you all this discussion we've had on May 8th. This is simply a vote, right? And there are five items right, to vote on. And so, Madam Secretary, if you would uh, read the motion. Uh, and then take a roll call for this one. Um, yeah, just one moment, please. Kathy, can you remind everyone that? Those who are on uh, Zoom cannot vote per the policy. Oh, yes. So, per the city, per the legislation allowing for remote hybrid meetings, all committee and all members of each um, commission or committee can only vote and count towards quorum if they are present in the um, actual chamber. Um, that was something that was uh, ended after the um, emergency, the COVID-19 emergency ended. So the first motion that we will, um, that 
I'm asking members to vote on this evening is motion one, adopt language used by the state task force to amend the eligibility. Oh, sorry, that Motion that the connection to San Francisco requirement should read born in San Francisco up to the year 2012 has proof of residency in San Francisco for at least 13 years for eligibility. Section two, connection to San Francisco. It was introduced by member Barry. Member Urban stated that it should, that it should be, be born and or migrated. Member Barry accepted that recommendation and the changes in the from 13 years to 10 years. So the final motion on the table was motion to amend 2B SF requirement to born in and or migrated to San Francisco before 2006 and has proof of residency in San Francisco for at least 10 years. This motion was introduced by member Barry and seconded by member Ekinim. I will um, call roll and members will um, say if they are affirming this or if they are against this uh, particular motion. James Lance Taylor. Yes. Tanish Holland. Yes. Eric McDonald. Yes. Reverend Dr. Amos Brown. Yes. Rico Hamilton. Yes. Nicole Cunningham. Online, I can't vote. Gloria uh, Berry. Daniel Landry. Yes. Gwendolyn Brown. Yes. Okay, that motion is adopted. Now um, we are going to take motions three, four, five, and six together. And motion three, but I am going to read it into the record. Motion three is a motion to change the harm of personally or the direct descendant of someone incarcerated by the failed war on drugs to an individual or direct descendant of someone who is arrested, prosecuted, convicted, or sentenced to SF. San Francisco for a drug-related crime and or served jail or a probation sentence in San Francisco during the war on drugs, which is June 1971 to present. This includes individuals who received offenses and served as juveniles. This was introduced by Vice Chair Holland and seconded by Member Barry. Motion number four is motion to update the harm. What? Yeah, say, so, um, yeah. I should I be reading all of them into the record? So it's just same house, same call on motion four, five, six, and seven. You read each motion one at a time, read the next motion. Okay. Motion four, motion to update harm, record of attendance in San Francisco public schools during the time of the consent decree to complete desegregation within schools to read, record of attendance in San Francisco schools during the time of the consent decree to complete desegregation within the schools. This would be same house, same call 
Motion five, motion to add that the harm of an individual who is named as a current tenant in the San Francisco public housing or subsidized housing agreement that can provide documented evidence they are living in substandard or dangerous housing conditions, which includes residents who reported ongoing maintenance issues, submitted rent requests for emergency relocation, and those who witnessed or were exposed to violent crimes be made eligible. That would be same house, then call. Motion number six is motion to add the harm individuals and or surviving immediate family members of an individual who experienced documented physical injury, psychological trauma, or loss of life at the hands of law enforcement made eligible. And that again is going to be same house, same call. So can we take one vote on motions three, four, five, and six? I will um, call roll. James Lance Taylor? Support, yes. Tanish Holland? Yes. Eric McDonald? Yes. Reverend Dr. Amos Brown? Yes. Rico Hamilton? Yes. Gloria Berry? Yes. Daniel Landry? Yes. Gwendolyn Brown? Yes. Okay, that motion carries. Excellent, thank you, members. Um, now we will go to recommendation in the draft report. And so what I'm going to do is call on um, subcommittee leads to speak to whether there are any changes to existing or deletion of current recommendations. And for everyone's benefit, those are in your binder under tab four. We're going to then begin in just a moment with economic empowerment, uh, and then we will go education, health, and then policy. Number There are no changes to the current draft report recommendations for economic empowerment. We do have additions, so I wait for you to call on those, Chair. And at that time, I will have a conversation. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. Let's go to Member Barry, Education and Subcommittee. Yes, same for Education Subcommittee. There's no changes to the previous draft report, but there are additions. Okay. And I also have additions that I Yes. Thank you very much. Uh, Reverend Wright. Okay. Excellent. Thank you very much. Member planning for number changes, uh, additions. Okay, excellent. So, uh, again, just to affirm and confirm that all of the recommendations in the draft report will remain as written. All right, let's move into recommendations um, that are additions. And so, number economic, begin with economic empowerment. Great. Um, Secretary Meyer, did we, do you have the correct recommendations from? So I'm looking at the ones from 5-11-2023. That was a sheet that I updated. I will look and see if we have those recommendations. Okay. 
Chair, just a point of order. Could we uh, start with another subcommittee and come back to me? Uh, well, I'm concerned that if, okay. um, that if, we, if we're looking at the wrong version for economic department, just the wrong version for each committee. So, can we confirm that we're all looking and considering the same version? I will actually, I will have to ask other members of the staff about that. Um, I can, what we have access to the what member FNM updated and I can look at that particular file on my phone. Um, we had been working off of a 518 document that was distributed to the committee and I do believe all of that is correct because we have the health committee updates included in that and the 511 document did not include the health committee updates. So I know those are up to the most recent and up to date. So let me check this for one. one yeah. Please. Which version are we looking at? This is the most up-to-date of all the things that we have there. They shouldn't be on it. So I guess we need to ask differently. 518 version and what was. So it's what we have to do is 518. So remember, Eponym, the version we all have in our hands is the 518 version. You're saying you're referencing a 511 version. Is that Correct. Yes, there are things that were that I updated that are not in this particular one. So we can go if you take education and health and policy first. We can send staff upstairs print out the spreadsheet that is on the 511 Google document and bring it in and we'll all be able to review member economics updates in the 511 Google document. Okay, so we can do that. We'll go to education uh, and using the 518 document, which is what we have printed for us this evening. Okay. Yeah, I'm just verifying because I was looking at one document and it was stuff that was already in the draft. And of course, I was submitted to the gentleman here. So um, my email has more accurate than I need to. Um, is the one you got in place. Let's see if you can get the new. Uh, I do know that I'm doing 17 additional recommendations, which actually is in the blue, or rather in the document that everyone has. Yes. And um, I know this verbiage is not. Um, what would be in the report, but like I talked to Human Rights um, Commission um, briefing about how it would be fully later in the document. So, so it's 
wording is a specific wording that's going to go directly into the document and that's the default. So what I can do is for 17, I can go one through 10. And then if there's anybody who wants to address in this body something that they want to amend or don't think should be in there or think it should be completely out, they can raise their hand. Otherwise, after the 17, we can just do a vote or is that the point? Okay. So one of those that way out of 10, and then if someone has a comment on one of the first 10, then we can um the first one we already um adopted that in our eligibility, which we voted on already to uh include sense of so that's not necessary. Two, we already did the books, how many examples we have nice books with the report that already commission office had. I think there's some on that table. Um, so we started at number three, we okay. used to add a section under page 45 objective 11 that includes advocates for fostering and young adults outside the foster care system and educational pathways for foster care youth and young adults. We talked to, well, I don't know if you found it, but yeah. someone have Anyone have questions? No. Okay. So I'll go over nine more and then okay. there's a question. Yeah. So, um, this is loosely um, falls under education, but we think it's really important that anyone wants the free access to ancestry, genealogy research services, and DNA testing that we, through reparations, will provide that person if they choose. Not a mandatory, but a very important. We also would like to remove college degree requirements for our city jobs. The state of Maryland did that, and the amount of black people that were hired went up significantly to where that is something that could be done. I know that's not an education-specific issue, but removing education requirements would be something that would enhance black people's lives. Um, counseling at all school levels are culturally competent, with love and joy based. Share all African-American recommendation publicly recording and transcription with public libraries in San Francisco and around the state to make sure those that don't have internet access can still get the content. Great. Multiple stitches. So my question about that one is being around the state and but that the city as the city takes money for distribution outside the city. I don't know that that is. Yeah, we can, we can ask that um, the state take that on so that people, like, let's say you've got this place, the Fresno, I think that's where they want to call it right now, that people in those libraries can see what's going on in Fresno if they don't have internet um, you know, access. So we can make that as a recommendation to the state to provide reparation information in all libraries. Um, eight was already done. Nine, create more spaces in education where Black children have access to art and education. Uh, Ten is a repeat. And does anybody have any comment or questions on the ones I read? I'll say, yeah, any questions or comments on those that have been there so far? Okay, let's see. Eleven and twelve is a repeat. 
14, uh, 13 is uh, not recommended. 14 is a repeat. Sorry, just to be clear, 13 is not recommended. Yeah, not recommended. 14 is a repeat. 15, create and develop community centers where professionals are interested community have a tutoring and educational space. 16 is a repeat. And 17 is a comment. And Mr. Chair, um, if anyone doesn't have any comments on any of those, I don't see any hands. We also did extensive work on what the black school would look like. And I can't get my internet and it's not in the handout, and then you can put that one recommendation in the 12th meeting so that um, someone else will determine what that last school will be like. That we have really specific ways we want that done. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes, we're going to try. Yes, we're going to Thank you, Mr. Chair. Thank you, Mr. Brown, Dr. Brown. Um, I will definitely be seeing now and then we um, look at the freedom for a Okay, for, for purposes right now, um, we don't do public um, comments during this period. Okay. Thank you. Um, okay, so. I entertain a motion then to adopt these recommendations that have been delivered. Yeah, motion. The second. Second. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Any opposed? You think? Okay. That's so we are through education, and we go now to. Okay, so we can be sure we can do that. All right. So we're going out of health. Yes, order. Yes. Government should foster environmental justice and then pass and justice following ably, proactive, vision that solution for the future, and there is reference past and justice in the center. Reparation context is included. One. The department will be responsible for implementation of the policies and priorities. I am president of the San Francisco Human Rights Commission, not included. 
as it is an essential body to ensure the accountability. To add section number two in Calgate, Ocean, Capital, L, the left stream report, able to address the root causes, health conditions, and the black community. And we've had and we state that the black health plan will be fully funded 100%. Low hanging fruit on the report. We have gotten our fair share for this health department. We've already registered that profound concern to the director of health. Cross reference the environmental justice framework put forth by the Bayview Alliance was presented to our We have an outstanding problem with the toxicity, the shipyard, definitely, and those other houses about. Thank you, sir. But we don't do more. We make calls too much. Okay. Thank you. Any questions, members? Or recommendations? Do and or just over here. All right. Well, I'd like to bring around the community in the house. What does this specific talk about? Um, you uh, know, care and the experience of women. Oh, yeah. And, and that's all that's our way. The non national Even in Washington, D.C., we are the six. Any other questions? If not, you can a motion. To approve these additional recommendations from the government. I'm moving the yeah. Second? Second. Okay. Second. All in favor? Aye. Be opposed. All right. So we've adopted the four additional recommendations from the health subcommittee. Thank you for your work. Let's go to the public policy. Speak a little loud. Oh, thank you, uh, Chair. So, for the policy subcommittee, we have 17 additional recommendations. Uh, looking at 35, actually, uh, overall additional, but uh, like I mentioned before, we had some people from the club. So, we're going through them. Uh, if anybody has any questions. So, just before you have to begin, let me ask you if you could. Did you you make a distinction between committee and community? Right. Are the first 17 committees that we're saying? The, no, I'm saying that that's uh, the 17 additional was approved by something. Understood. And I, I don't recognize, I mean, I don't even say it like that, but I don't recognize the one that other ones that were approved by the committee. So, okay, proceed. So here we go. Policy. One state 
increase access to cannabis industry for black SF. Number two, create accountability systems to prevent fraud and abuse in the reparations program. Number three, transfers potential tracks of public land throughout state of California to a national reparations trust authority with full autonomy in terms of regulating to the sovereignty and granted to Native Americans over reservations awarded to them these lands and these uh, areas of the state where we utilize major uh, educational, commercial, industrial, business, health, wellness, etc. Benefit people of descent. Uh, my apologies. And I should just go back to number one really briefly. In terms of that increased access, which I didn't fully support, is there a particular um, legislative acts to call to create that endorsement. Does the recommendation pass a law, create a policy, change a particular practice that increases the access? Well, I think the thing is, let me read you the way you want that because we haven't talked about that at some level of more significant equity, right? Uh, I don't know if we have in real time to any other things. Actually, have we been receiving this? And that's consistent with the real uh, benefit from cannabis uh, program. And, yeah, so um, a lot of on the call, a lot of people were talking about how um, the equity program that was introduced by the way they call it, and, um, and how it hasn't been accessible to the, the people in the community uh, who were. Um, Harmed by the war on drugs. Um, a lot of individuals don't have equity. A lot of people give you opportunities separate from equity. So, being able to look at that again and figure out a way on how to fix some of that so that way individuals who do want to get into the market they can have access in another capacity other than what was promoted. Right. So, appreciating that. Guess what? I was as a friendly. Um, Amendment, or at least a recommendation, the degree to which we can be as specific as possible in the recommendation. Um, and I just feel like I believe of all of our recommendations, the greater likelihood of action happening. And so this was at least as it reads now to increase access. I don't know that the city would know what to do with that. Right. right. And so there's so again, I'm not sure what, what it should say, but something in the direction of. Increase the percentage of yeah. access for Black folks to access. Maybe it's equal to our population. But again, the idea of something, again, that when, when read, it's not up to their interpretation, right? Um, they might argue we're already accessible. Thank you very much, right? Um, so that would be my friendly amendment number one, and then invite you, you know, offline between now and next Monday, think about what that could be, and then bring that particular one back. Yes. 
I would like to add the amended to have the Office of Cannabis provide documentation on my race, um, how many of the owners are um, Black or whatever race they are, but provide that um, transparency. And also, I was at a hearing last week where it was recommended after it was finalized. I'm waiting for the legislative aid to answer me now about halting the program because the people who own the cannabis um, stores are saying it's too saturated now in San Francisco. So we can capture that. I will not hear that as a separate or an independent recommendation, like reporting transparency, like who has and all the data around that. Um, and so if we can capture that as a new one that we pick up for discussion. Along the 12th, we'll be part of it. Yes, absolutely. Yes, yes. Right. So, thank you. Sorry, you're right. Number four, uh, land grant grants uh, in every state. I don't know if you have this from this in front of every state. Slave African American black person living in the U.S. Well, that's not a large jurisdiction. Right. So, uh, my thoughts uh, basically on um, um, some of these recommendations will probably be probably going to hear the public uh, advising us to, you know, to give a recommendation even outside of the jurisdiction. I mean, similar to like the various things, one of her recommendations are other things. Um, I know some maybe, maybe. Or fetch um, in this particular one, I can't. Um, I think we need a little more work than that. Uh, uh, I agree. It's, it's, yeah, it's not. It's not ready for prime time. Okay. So, it's just yes. Okay. So, so just to be clear, so four we're saying not yet. One we're saying revise. Committee. 
Does that work? Okay, thank you. And Jim? From the stage here. Session eight. Number two, next, uh, I don't know if Democrat Cam has uh, actually proposed recommendation. Uh, but I, other than that, I, I don't recognize this recommendation from our committee. Mr. Cunningham, are you tracking? And if so, is the policy recommendation for 10 familiar to you? Hi, sorry. Um, no, I wasn't at the last couple meetings, unfortunately. I apologize. Is whether that requires and that's what we're recommending, which is the charter. I don't know. If folks will recall during the hearing with the water supervisors, um, Supervisor Dorsey referenced uh, a, a, a ballot initiative to change the charter. So it, it, it's embedded, right? Um, so again, I don't know whether what this recommendation holds. So, the chair, so we see some spirit, I guess. Okay. So here today, we was looking at how do we, uh, we talked about Oregon versus revolution. How do we put something in place that could not easily be uprooted by new administrators? And I think that's what uh, produced the recommendation. How do we put something in place? Yeah, understood. Okay. Um, yeah, I'll just hold on. Right. We're good. We can keep going. Number 12. And then last week's number 12, we would like the city to pass an ordinance instead of undermining the federal with all those Okay, number 13. Now, this one. Uh, this was actually forwarded by the Boston Central Recommendation Staff was invited to final recommendations adopted by the board of supervisors and committee on law as learners was approved on the advisory body and part of the administrative program. This is the minimum budget. In terms of the program, members and hired. Number 14. 
create a certificate of preference to displace my restitution fund. This fund, you know, one time compensation and payout tax free TLP holders are the sentence for the redress of fundamental injustice of the past and present harm from radical covenants, housing discrimination policies along the red line from 1960 through 2012. Funding will be paid out in installments annually on 2032. I'm going to have a comment on that. Yes, please. Um, we're going to get to the other two would be for a certificate of preference holders to get the cash value of what that unit would be today. So if we do 1.3 million specifically, it might shortcome some people who value their property might be much more. Again, so yeah, thank you for So the spirit of this recommendation, after we uh, have our just the CFP too. Still, this is specific for one point So after we met uh, or after we attended uh, the DTA's economic subcommittee, uh, invited guests about the uh, time that we developed in 1945 to now home value. This is how we came up with this uh, $1.3 million, which would be the difference in terms of value. Now, obviously, like the member areas, it's true. We don't know, I mean, uh, specifically, we haven't really been charged with doing that type of math. Uh, or we, we try to come as close as possible on averaging out the figure that would be reasonable. But I guess uh, that's open to. So let me suggest we do this that we hold this language when we come to the eligibility to see where we land there. And in fact, suggest we make a change here. Okay. But number number 15 is similar to number 14, which number 15, the restitution fund for the displacement people, but obviously the certificate of preference, everyone is not uh qualified because uh everyone necessarily was necessarily didn't live. Land 
this fund would actually be a one-time fund lump sum payment. And the spirit of this fund is uh, we have uh, looked at the population of black people after the in-migration of uh, 1940s and out-migration. And we need to give us more options. So the, the thinking is that since we have uh, Africa now as one of the places everybody is investing in to give us an opportunity those who even want to stay here to actually visit Africa, connect with Africa, and have something to do with reparations that bring us closer to united Black people. <laughs> Sovereignty granted to Native American people. 
discussion and or a motion. Um, discussion purposes, um, I'm going to go broader just because I think to ask the state to do this, and San Francisco can't acquire the land throughout the state. That's going to be a nothing burden. Other thoughts? Maybe we modify to probably go by the County of San Francisco. Yeah, uh, so again, you know, 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 you and so transfer again because the new very specific transfer substantial tracts of land, public land in San Francisco. Owned by the city and county of San Francisco. And so then sorry, transfer to where because that agrees now it's an national. Reparations truck the law. It would have to be a land trust, sometimes land trust, a black land trust that somebody else recommended. I think So, can I chime in? Sure. Yeah. So, part of economic empowerment, what we what we are recommending is that um, the land in redevelopment areas and or office buildings actually be transferred to um, the the Black Land Trust, and we already in the economic empowerment um, recommendations from December, and we just again sort of ratified again, uh, define the land trust. So I personally don't want to give ownership or sovereignty that we fought so hard for to any kind of national organization. I want this to stay local and something that we as San Franciscans can control.
My only question is, um, if the mayor was to do an executive order to grant all recommendations by the committee, would that be considered important? I don't know the answer to that question. What that pushes against, at least in my mind, that said, is we are a body um, legislatively created by the board of So I don't know that an executive order from the executive branch was to receive the, the actions of the board of supervisors. Other comments? Well, I do know when we do this legislative work, we see. Working directly with the attorney and not involved city council at all, and they have a lot of the staff to be still without. And they're not in the city. We're the mayor and then the city council. I mean, the obligation I would have is the difference Right, that might be an executive all in favor? Aye. Opposed? All right. Number 11 passes with that language. Number 12. That's the same. Yes. And decided that the 12 with the 13. 13. 13. Sorry, that's the same number one. I mean, it's, uh, it's all about creating the uh, agency or things like uh, office recommendations. So appreciating that, because you said it's the same, the same as what? The previous item. I don't read it that way. I read 13 as against establishing an office of declarations. Because 
Oh, and I want to uh, note the record that member Freddie Martin is here. And member Freddie Martin. Yeah. Okay, that member, that motion fails because you have to carry eight votes for the motion to pass. Thank you. Okay. Moving on to 14. So 14. Um, so again, comments and or a motion. Um, if someone receives $1.3 million because they have a certificate of preference, would that, if the recommendation for the $5 million lump sum, if that is approved by board supervisors, would the one point three be deducted from their five? No, that, that, I mean, that so you guys just pop a little lot of make sure folks pop and you know okay. I mean one you discuss that stuff if you like it's a five million dollars that we I mean if approved so the article we this is true about all our recommendations but to kind of keep in mind that implementation is going to rest in someone else's hands so what they ultimately decide, we can only have. We certainly can represent our point of view, but we don't know what we're going to do in terms of implementation. Say that out loud. But thank you for the important question. Any other questions or comments or a motion? And the motion could be just to say it's like all of them, but to not adopt. The emotion should adopt. Yes. No, 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 not, not a call. It's a call for a question in terms of um, a motion to approve or not In other words, we need to take action for the case. Yes, Uh, 
Um, James Lance Taylor, Sydney Shawlins, Eric McDonald, yeah. Reverend Dr. Amos Brown, Rico uh, Hamilton, Lori Jerry, yes, Daniel Landry, yes, Gwendolyn Brown. Sorry. And Freddie Martin. Yes. Okay, that one and then it's failed. All right, so 15 does not proceed. Moving to 16. That we are moving, that we accept. Second. James Clance Taylor. No. Member Tanish Hollins. No. Eric McDonald. No. Reverend Dr. Amos Brown is absent currently. Um, Rico Hamilton. Gloria Berry, Daniel Landry, yes, and Gwendolyn Brown, no, and Freddie Martin, yes. That motion fails. Steve fails. Move to seventeen. Seventeen three percentage for Black Reparation or Black Heart Reparation program and five African Americans with housing for that provide discount services. And preference within the county center. That's before you move that one. Yes. What kind of preference? Where does the preference fall? Well, the preference would uh, it mostly lie under any uh, control, operated, or own city. So, I mean, what would I mean, the preference the other preferences? <laughs> Where does it lie? I'm, 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 I'm hoping you can say it because we don't like Oh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's the whole thing. You know, the whole the, the, the idea of the is to put us first as a priority of the city when it comes to service. How do we, uh, how do we, how do we back to that? Yeah, it is similar to, I believe it was, number one. And the greater the specificity, the greater the likelihood. So, if you are open to taking down the battery and back next Monday, yeah, okay, let's agree to do that on 17. We can pull 17, um, to be two to be revisited on the top, right? Remember, 18 create a city wide free Wi Fi program for African Americans who live in. But housing or their low income housing and parents to store second. Roll call, please. Jane Lance Taylor. Yes. 
Denise Holland. Yes. Eric McDonald. Yes. Reverend Dr. Davis Brown is here. Uh, Rico Hamilton. Yes. Gloria Berry. Yes. Daniel Landry. Yes. Wendelin Brown. Yes. Freddie Martin. Yes. Okay, that motion does not have the uh, eight in the affirmative. But it did not pass. Go ahead. Um, first, I just want to appreciate um, everything that the community and committee members have been here. I think the part that I'm struggling with is seeing some of these recommendations as actual policy recommendations or what the actual policy path is for the recommendation. Like, I see the spirit of it. I definitely see the necessity of the recommendations um, as programs or in different areas, but not as policy. And I think that's what I'm struggling with. If there was more language that gave a policy path for this, then I could see it as a policy recommendation. And that's the tricky part about it. So rather than being the lone dissenter on everything that's coming up, I'm wondering, is there another category within the report where some of these recommendations are better fit as opposed to a policy recommendation? If it does not have an actual policy plan. And thank you. The real challenge is day one was that you know, we have the goal, you know, yeah, Pride and unpack past forms and then make it into, you know, because that originally our, our subcommittee was looking over everybody to try to uh, recommendation. I think you're right, though, it's, it's a way that we can, because uh, I'm, I'm not going to get from the, uh, the task force that these policies are not good policies, but yeah. there just need to be a way that they they're put. Paper that was synchronized into legal city. What we wanted to do was listen to a public review and then make sure that we uh, put forth. What the community was asked. A lot of this, if you did like even the land transition, uh, many of the comments that we need land in Africa, we need this, that, and other. So that's what pretty much what, how we derived a lot of these policy uh, recommendations was hearing from the community and trying to find out. It's kind of the best, I think, uh, uh, language. Uh, I would defer it uh, on some of these to be. Uh, Getting a little bit more uh, so I know that we haven't got to eligibility yet, and I believe we still are making a recommendation around cash repairs, right? So 
if you're looking at policy, I think we're looking at one where in the eligibility criteria already gives people an opportunity for cash disbursement, right? So you're not getting caught up on the cash piece of it. The second is the things we're recommending around creating the Office of Oversight for Reparations or adopting things in the charter, what is already happening or what can we just affirm that we want to see happen, right? Um, and then the third thing would be for the actual policy recommendations that you have, is there a pathway that you see, like a specific office or a specific action that we're asking for? For San Francisco city government specifically to take. Because I think the challenge that I'm listening to it, I'm hearing state and federal, which we have no jurisdiction over. So if we want any of this to be actionable, then we should be asking specifically what can San Francisco city government do, right? Or directing them over to like we want to talk about the Oh, well, we're going to take up um, recommendations. 
recommendations that are not addressed tonight. I'm just going to be in my school. Okay. We'll do that all under that. Under that And they said, you don't have that. 
slum lords, management agents, property owners, uh, held accountable uh, within um, the laws that govern these properties within the state. We hope the state that will move regulations in court on the court. The spirit of this act recommendation, uh, we all know the terms of the housing authority, the limited power like, for example, the co-ops, the jurisdiction. And what we have been finding is that we have a lot of concerns about these road management agents, as well as these road property owners uh, that uh, taking advantage of seniors, evictions, I mean, you name it. So this was a whole spirit of creating a commitment that would literally be like the uh, what they call that the magnifying glass to ensure accountability for, for these properties, on i.e., Midtown, King Garden, you name it. You have so many issues in San Francisco, and we all know all this place can still continue in the day. So I was just trying to say I'm as quick as I can, like a writing book about from Brown and then what was the already established Which um discrimination like related to housing employment and especially housing that is uh, government housing yeah is it very different i want to be Okay. Um, 
when you say all housing, what does that mean? Is it um, low income? Is it my house where I'm living at? Maybe it's my door available, you know, and all managers like we narrow that data. Yeah, it was strictly to identify properties, of course, of low income um, and, you know, cooperative houses and all housing factors go outside of. Um, If we could just read through it, and then if there is a question, then we can talk about the spirit or intention behind it. So we can Why? Why not? 
So in, in this recommendation, who specifically are we asking to support the committee, the, the state advisor, the state task force recommendation? Who are we asking to? Well, we'll be asking the city to urge the governor to uh, state to adopt that particular SD so when you say the city, do you mean the San Francisco Board of Supervisors, the mayor? Yeah, the city, not the Board of Supervisors. Okay. By proxies. Okay. Um, and um, do we know if uh, if the Board of Supervisors or the city has made informal adoption of the reparations recommendation from the state task force? Already? Yeah. Not yet? Okay. So then I would offer a friendly recommendation that maybe what we're asking is the city and county of San Francisco works for us mayor to then support once it is completed the California recommendations. Right. Right? Everything that's in it. As opposed to kind of the line by line. Right? Okay. So that could be. That's in here too. Okay. The overall plan. Okay. So I would I would think that if that is included, then we don't have to go. The Board of Supervisors already supports the Racial Justice Act for All, AB 256, and that was passed in 2022. Supervisor Wall. As you know, um, the conversation and, 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 and Dr. Brown can speak more about how the state preparations plan. There's three and identify the critical issues of amending the child support amendments here in the state uh, to make it more uh, equitable and fair to uh, both parents, uh, non custodian parents as well as the custodian parents. What our committee subcommittee is looking at is how could we, uh, I mean, we should support this, we should support this better effort by uh, Senator Scandal. To amend those three that uh, makes our state or put our state uh, out of support feel very at odds with most of the state in the United States for the more barriers and justice. But as you know, we have more impact than black people, in particular black men, when it comes to the way it stands now today. Uh, Okay. Questions or motions? Find this. 
about the site. Then it will report to the building this year. Senate Bill 3.3 from this year. That was just said. Okay, does that have any more information? Yeah, yeah, we were. Uh, okay, so we'll hold 24, 25. Okay, so this is to remind So 25, support the final recommendation plan of the California State Recreation Task Force, 70 bill 3121. So that would cover what we spoke about before the speed students. I made a motion that we uh got policy recommendations required. I, I, I would just ask for the minute and it says all companies brought it up to those orders uh at disclosure and also um it's not must. Uh the language for that was voluntary. Um Let the most reflect that the council of the Democratic Party does support the Thank you. Okay. Um, we look to adopt recommendation 25 for a second. I second. Uh, roll call, please. Dan Slanskill. Yes. Denise Holland. Yes. Eric McDonald. Yes. Reverend Dr. Amos Brown. Yes. Rico Hamilton. Yes. Gloria Berry. Yes. Gwendolyn Brown. Yes. And Craig of Daniel Landry. Yes. And Craig Martin. Yes. And that passed. That must be carried. Okay. 26. Recommendation. One more recommendation. Uh, 
A lot of that is right to your local, uh, what it is, the racial equity around policing. So that's state. That's that is state of legislation is should be a part of that, right? Like whoever the leadership is for the office reparations should be looking at the intersection between what that body is doing and what we're calling. So, I mean, it, is, it, it would have to be about oversight and uh, engagement. It wouldn't be something separate because that state legislation, state what they can do and the department already has OCC and all these other entities that do oversight. Okay. All right, thank you. Um, we do have the Department of Police Accountability. There we go. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, we are done with the policy. Uh, I'd like to take a break. It is almost 10 till, uh, so we will take a 15 minute break. I'd rather work through the office. I'd rather go back in here. In other words, I'd rather go work through instead of. Check out the bathroom. Um, and so I don't have to do more than ten minutes. Five after nine. Thank you. Um, 
Redistributed. Make sure everyone has it. Please begin with Absolutely. And I want to first and foremost apologize for not being there in person. Um, believe me that it is a very good reason. Um, I love the work that we do, and I'm honored to be there um, working with each each and every one of you. So I truly apologize for not being here today. I want to thank the. Small preface just before you begin to die. I want to check in on um, our timing tonight. Um, and I have some questions against the backdrop of um, all of our work has to be completed by next Monday night. So, whatever we don't complete tonight, next week. That said, what's your appetite for how late you are comfortable going tonight? Yeah. Are we having any presentations tonight? Um, yeah. One short one. Beyond that, oh, that's what you're saying. Is this the only in the last committee? This is the last time. He, he can't predict how many questions I'm <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. As uh, according to this, there are just 95. Actually, um, the last 30 um, are simply from, from community and won't be considered. Okay, so we have 75. All right, so we have 65. It's all no seriousness. I'll later. We can time by we'll try to get it. Okay, so right now we're going to get through as many as we can in 45 minutes. All righty, thank you. And I again, I just want to apologize for not being there. I'm going to talk fast, I want to get everyone home. Uh, I'm actually um, just loving our work. Okay, so I uh, just want to begin uh, by getting clear about wh what we're asking for. That's why there are so many um, recommendations. However, they're really detailed uh, recommendations that sort of go along with what we've already approved in the December 2022, the sort of more detail. Um, I want to sort of prioritize and meet the needs of the most vulnerable sort of moving forward. Um, and so I do want to begin uh, with the top uh, with the first few, and I'm actually, believe it or not, um, <laughs> if you indulge me, I, I need to rewrite those. And let me give you the language. So right now we have a sort of general leverage the community reinvestment. I just want that to be low interest loans of 1% that are converted to grants to qualifying business owners. Like item number three, where uh, it's the black and item two, can we put black business 
So throughout this document, if that's ever an issue, I am saying now so that we can sort of go back and edit that it directly applies to black, whatever it might be. So say one again, and are you asking us to take action on one right now? Or are you saying you're going to go away? No, no. Num number one will be low interest loans of 1% that are converted to grants to qualifying Black business owners. That'll be the that, that'll be one. Okay. Hold on. Because what we want to try to, again, trying to be as efficient as possible. If, as you... Articulate each one. Let's call, see if there are questions. If there are no questions, then let's go right to vote. Like we, don't, we don't necessarily, therefore, need the explanation on me. Does that work for folks? Yes, I need to amend it, number one. There's someone taking notes on it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. We got no Okay. Number two. Sorry. Are, are we going to take a vote right now, or, or do I just go, go through a few of them? Are there any questions on number one? Yeah, already amended it. Oh, what? You can move. Oh, we're not going to. As long as you guys don't get down the road and say, okay, we can go back because. So I'm comfortable with them. If we can read through and group them. Like one through whatever. Okay. Yeah. Great. So two. Um. That that. I'm sorry. That that's also going to change because the language there is is too vague. Um. Two two will be create a fund for bonding for 100 of bond uh, that can be applied to black contractors. Create a streamlined approval process for black contractors, i.e., a fast lane for reparations contractors. That would be less than 120 days from start to finish. Create a local reparations preference, similar to MBE or SBE for these contractors. The preference percentage will be increased to 50% for using these contractors. And lastly, they would pay no pay. They would pay no sales tax, payroll, or business taxes. That was all number two. That was all number two. That's all. If we're going to talk about prioritizing black contractors, that's what it looks like. Yeah. Okay. Can you either email or put that in your chat? We'll yes, I will. Thank you. Okay. You all want to vote? Three. Okay. Three. Again, this is a slight change. Create a multi-million dollar fund to buy buildings along Black business corridors, including but not limited to the Third Street Corridor, Fillmore, OMI, and any other traditional Black neighborhoods from 1900 to the present. Yeah, these are, these are substantive changes. Um, not to, that's not a critique, it's just to say, are they captured? I will email, I'll, I'll, I'll email those right now and I, and I will put them in the chat. Thank you. Yep. Uh, 
Number four is just um, simply remove the use of, of reparations funds to put a moratorium of black housing evictions and black rental evictions. I'm sorry, can, can you repeat that? It's, it's difficult to hear. How do you use funds to put moratoriums on evictions? Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. That is is rewritten to simply say, um, put a moratorium on black housing evictions and black rental evictions. So it's housing and rental. Yes, correct. Okay. Okay, I'll, I'll accept that. Who would determine if it was unjust? Lawyers called it. Lawyers? What lawyers? That's my team, right? What This is what I'd like to do for number four. I'd actually like to um, table it for now, rework it, and then bring it for next week. Okay, so we're pause holding on number four. Okay. Moving to number five. Yes. Free and trusted financial advisors who are Black affirming who have served the Black community for the past five years. Say that one more time. <laughs> free, free and trusted financial advisors who are black affirming and have served the black community for at least five years. Well, that's number seven. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yes. Cap interest rate for all loans to 1% for 50 years for those who qualify. Yeah, that's number five. Yep. Okay. Okay, add a system where elders can be advised as to where they should bequeath funds, like black nonprofits, research institutions, et cetera. Sorry. 
like most people loans are specifically out of San Francisco. So when you say all loans, um, can you be more specific on how that would work in San Francisco? Like auto loans, whatever your your bank is not here, you know, just how does that work? I don't know that. I don't know that specifically, but I think that I can put this recommendation forward and have the powers that be sort of take a look at that. So, for example, um, during the housing crisis, you know, loans were bought and sold all over the like the nation. But if you were in San Francisco, it was sort of tied to your house. So um, there is precedent for this. I just don't have have the particular language for it. Sir, second. Okay, so there's a motion on the and a second to not approve this particular recommendation number five. Roll, 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 Rico Hamilton? Yes. Gloria Berry? Yes. Gwendolyn Brown? Yes. Daniel Landry? Yes. Freddie Martin? Yes. Okay, that motion carries to remove. Okay. So remove number five. Okay. Number six. Add a system where elders can be advised as to where they can be, they should be bequeathed funds like Black nonprofits, research institutions, et cetera. Is that program in your mind? I'm sorry? Is that a program like that will be delivered? Yes. Yes. Oh. And that and that particularly came from uh, hearing from several people, actually both black and non-black, about liking to know where they can actually leave their funds and not trusting uh, current institutions and not knowing where to do it. Okay. There is a new program that was started by the city assessor, Joaquin Torres, to do exactly this with a focus on black figures. Did you hear that? I did. Um, I think my concern, while I like the program, I think actually having a specific recommendations for recommendation for black people can potentially guide that program and others because you know as of now we're in a prop 209 world and i just don't know how that might operate within within the city government so i love it and i want to support it but i think it might be important to have something outside of that that we can directly sort of navigate ourselves okay that's Joaquin yes. Torres has already partnered with the uh, reparations committee 
So if that could be just a partnership that continues with the Office of Reparations to work on that program with them. Are you making an amendment to Yeah, I'm asking if that's possible, uh, Member Ekinem, if since we already partnered with the Office of what, what is it called? Assessment okay. Office. We already made a partnership with them. He really wants to work with the reparations committee. So if that department or that program has been already established by his office, that if when we have an office of reparations, that he specifically works with the office of reparations to carry out what you're requesting. I like that language in addition to, but I think I do want something outside and separate because let's say he leaves and that program might just go away. So with the system at least as it reads now or at a program and stand on its own like it would need a home somewhere So I think partly for me, a lot, since we don't have a, like an office of reparations, right? We don't have a lot of places for this to be. I'd like this to be sort of a recommendation that this gets created wherever it might um, sit. So that might be, um, we, we talked about a business trust that, that we um, uh, approved as part of our recommendation might sit there. Number of thoughts. Yeah, is there a motion? There is not a motion yet. I'm willing, I'm willing to, for time to, to actually table number six and, and come back with tighter language for next week, considering everything that's been talked about. Okay. We'll do that. Right. Four, we'll do six, seven. Three entrusted financial advisors who are Black affirming and have served the Black community for at least five years. It says pass. Five years, it's me. No, no, I'm talking about you have a history of actually serving us. Because the one thing that we talked about in our, in our subcommittee was because there might be money coming in, all of a sudden, all these people wanting to help us who have no history with us. Understood. Okay. Um, Questions or Motion. Uh, second. Second. Thank you. Roll call, please. James Lynn Taylor. Uh, no. 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 Okay. Denise Holland. No. Eric McDonald. No I'm going to ask a question. Breaking the rule, we don't know. If we aim to 
It was to Right. Okay. All right. So. Only get one little bill. Yes. Yeah. Well, actually, we have we have one more member here, and we need two notes, but we just got two notes. Okay. So number seven. We have to go through. Okay. Once we start, we'll call our friends. We have to go through all the no, you already said no. You said okay. So Eric Powell, no. Reverend Doctor Brown, Rico Hamilton, Gloria Berry, yes. Gwendolyn Brown, Daniel Landry, yes. And Freddie Martin, yes. Okay, got motion to my chair. All right, so seven does not carry. Number eight. Financial education to ensure receipt of funds contingent on establishment of trusts or will, power of attorney, or advanced directives. I don't understand that. So one of the things that, that we're saying or strongly recommending is that um, in order to, to receive any type of cash reparations, one of these things have to be put in place through financial education for the individual. That there's establishment of a trust will or power of attorney. Yep, or advanced directives. Yes. That's part of financial education, just to make sure that um, these things aren't either caught up in probate if someone sort of passes, or it's just really sort of clear and easy as far as, uh, as a financial education um, requirement. So are you saying if someone gets lump sum payment, they can only receive their funds if they establish a trust, a power of attorney, or advanced directives? Or and or and any one of those. Yeah. I think it's highly recommended. You have to make it like a like a like an insurance payout versus um, a trust. I think you have to make an insurance payout. So you don't pay taxes on any income implication that it does. It just comes back after that is the like a tax professional. So the question in my mind is this recommendation about providing. Um, or is it about requiring um, any one of these actions? What was the first piece? I'm sorry, I didn't hear that. So <clears throat> it seems to have two, two components in it. One is financial education to ensure that folks understand what these um, options are. And then on the other hand, it reads as if those actions, the options of those actions are required. Is the recommendation to require these or to provide financial information about these? The recommendation is to require those. However, I would be open to what the body has to say about that. Okay. Again, thoughts either add to the recommendation or 
um, an alternative if there is an alternative. I believe the education committee did financial education, which I like. I think anyone who gets a large amount of money, it should be a requirement to get educated about options and whatnot, but not that making sure the receipt of your of your funds be contingent on one of these three options. Understood. Other thoughts? Okay, so we can make the member economy over to a, a friendly amendment to the recommendation that again centers the financial education without mandating the implementation of any of the options. Okay, I am. Okay, so the language becomes <coughs> financial education um, and literacy. And literacy comes to anybody that is recipient. In the sequence. Sorry. Um, so is the amendment, I'm, I'm kind of processing this in my head because. We're asking the government, city government to do this thing, right? So we are asking the city and county of San Francisco to make it available financial education if individuals receive funds to establish trust, will, power of attorney, and directives. I'm also looking at seven. So the spirit of what you I understand the spirit of what you're trying to accomplish, remember echoing with this, but I think where I'm struggling is who are we talking to? Who is responsible for this? And especially if we already have government agencies or city agencies that have um, a charge to provide this service. So I, I don't want us to go down the rabbit hole trying to get super, super specific, but, I under, but I'm understanding this as we are asking the city to provide these things and to provide them to have Black people who have past experience providing the service for this for Black people. All that to say, should I propose language right here? Introduce language? Sure. Make a motion. All right. I'm going to start with this. Um, so, motion to amend. Um, all right, we'll alone. So where are we at eight? Yes. All right. Um, that the city provide free and trusted financial education to support the black community with the establishment of trust, will, power attorneys that advance records. Do we have that? I like the way the member Brown language was. I prefer that. So I want to have two separate languages out there. Can you reset the language? He said something to affect uh, financial education. Yes. Financial education literacy. 
comes to every recipient of my question was, was this specifically for people who are receiving reparations funds or for the entire black community? So a specific yeah. reparations fund? Yeah. This okay. specifically reparations funds, as far as I'm concerned. Okay. Can you read back on Okay, so the first one that I had was financial education and literacy um, to offer the advance of cash reparations in the form of, or, but through the establishment of trusts, will opportunity and So reparations Yeah. That the city provides this, correct? That was not actually in the first language from whatever the ground. The second language that I had was ETSF provides free, free and trusted financial education to support the Black community with the establishment of trust, will, power, attorney, and advanced directives. The president mentioned will, power, attorneys, advanced directives. So I think she was saying financial education and literacy. By those who receive reparations. You don't want uh, trust the little power attorney advance directly, is that what you're saying? And that's the no, because that's not an end all. You know, financial education is more than trust. But I still think that the language there is important. And as you know, was alluded to earlier, you know, some people even in, in the room didn't know what these things were. And I think it's really important to be able to sort of talk to those things, specifically because those things are associated with folks who get large sums of money. So the motion, I believe, pending is to Financial education and literacy for those who receive cash reparations, including the establishment of a trust will poverty. Or yeah, or any any yeah, any of those. Okay. I hear a motion. I will move to approve item A with the amendment. So second. I second. Roll call, please. James Lynn Taylor. Yes. Denise Allen. Yes. Eric McDonald. Yes. Reverend Dr. James Brown. We. Oui. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Are you Barry? Yes. Yes. Lynn Brown, yes. Daniel Landry, yes. Fred Martin, yes. Okay, that motion carries. Okay, number nine. No property tax on homes in San Francisco to those who qualify for reparations. Okay, any questions? Is there a motion? Ooh. Second. Second. Roll call, please. Do you 
you would just say same out, same call instead of roll call. And that means the yes from a previous vote or a different vote. Okay, so I'm inviting same same house, same call. And if someone says, well, someone has to correct you, they won't call. Okay. Good enough. Okay. All right. Okay. Everybody clear? Same house, same call? All right. Done. Number nine. Uh, number nine was no property tax in homes in San Francisco to those who qualify for reparations. That's nine. Sorry, so we just we just approved nine. Okay, great. Ten. Lending institutions who have predatory who have been predatory must donate to the trust. And the, sorry, that was the black uh, the black bank trust. Does that include insurance? Yes, absolutely. All lending institutions and, and you know what? Yes, lending institutions and I'm going to amend the language and insurance companies because they're not always considered under the same umbrella, but that is in line with. Francisco has no jurisdiction over lending institutions. Yeah, and Rebecca, did you hear that? No. Francisco has no jurisdiction over lending institutions or insurance companies. Again, I think that this as a recommendation, um, even to the private sector. So granted, this is not um, uh, these are these are private institutions, but I think a recommendation in our re report is still a, like a strong thing um, that we should put forward. I, I don't have a problem with the concept. It's just the language of predatory. We have to prove that, and it can be proven. But we want to, you know, are we going to work to confirm that D of A or Wells Fargo is predatory in in banking uh, or hundreds of so. You know, to me, it's just a, a little bit of a, a language change um, where um, you talk about lending institutions and some language about disparity, or because um, it's not just predatory, it's also like like countrywide works, but it's also not funding people for decades um, and defunding us while they funded everybody else. So those are two different dynamics. So, so then in number 10, you're, you're saying that it's not just predatory, but there are other things that sort of went along with financial institutions that we should incorporate? Right, I'm saying that predatory practices, there's also negligent or fail to fund or fail to, to, you know, to, to fund the people, right, to invest in the people. And Bank of America and Wells Fargo, see, maybe this might be a better route. And this might take some work between now and next Monday. But all of those banks are on the slate to disclose the ordinance paperwork. All you gotta do is cut and paste them, put them in here, um, and then add some labels to it. That would be specific because I think we don't have any better for a wealth partner with the paperwork, basically on page one. Not a little involved lawyer. They just school most far as this job. Yeah. No, no, no. Because yeah. But my point is that once you've met financial institutions listed in the select disposal orders, on record, why not put them in there and 
Yeah. Okay. U.S. Bank, Wells Fargo, Bank of America. All institutions listed in the library. Pardon, Winston Trust. You got it. You got it. Say that out. You got it. You got it. Paul, they in the library. Uh, ordinance fund the trust or donate to the trust. Mm -hmm. That's what they're required to do. Because voluntary put money there. They have not done it. It's not obvious. Okay. Um, I so let's stay focused. So we have, remember, can you hear the language? I, I think so. So adding slave ordinance. So there's an existing um, recommendation that uh, in the policy recommendations to use the slavery disclosure act to hold private companies who have like all the companies who have benefited from slavery have been um, they demanded that they contribute to the there is an existing they're not. They're, they're when they disclose it, um, they, yeah, they, they, they don't hear it. They have to research it and they have to do it. They don't know the right. right. um, So I'm just saying that there's a reason. So, 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 to enforce the yeah. Yeah. voluntary, but what's so voluntary? But you have to make the required first. You have to require But the way we got it, 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 the way Spoke in these banks through the language in the documents. So could could the language be modified? And and this is sort of straddles the, like the policy line to simply say that we'd like to we'd actually like to make it required for them to actually pay into the fund. So if that's if this is going to the board of supervisors, that's going to be something that they they would have to do. So oh perfect. That's what you want It's in the first draft. Okay. Okay. So, so then we have ten come. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, you do one more. <laughs> All right. Uh, number eleven: zero percent interest and/or forgivable small business loans, or loans that transform into grants. Number 11. 11 should have black. Yes. Like I said at the beginning, all, all of these, yeah. Or zero percent interest and or forgivable small business loans. Zero percent interest and or forgivable black small business loans and or transform those loans to grants. Oh, 
Can we attach an amount of those loans annually? A hundred billion is fine with me. Start someplace. I don't know if it's reasonable. Fourteen billion. That I don't know what that number would be. Did you say twenty-five million? Yes, twenty-five million is fine to start. Okay. So what's the language? So restate a little bit in the context of the recommendation. Zero percent interest and our forgivable small business loans to black entrepreneurs that to transform those loans to grants an amount of $25 million. Okay. I accept that. Okay. A motion. A uh, motion. Is it intended to replace item one? The same. Oh, that. Mm -hmm. The recommended you hear that question? We need a request. Is that for like land? Yeah, the new number. I'm sorry. Um, I'm going to strike number 11, and I apologize for that because that was covered by number one. For the okay. moment. So we're striking number 11. Okay. okay. We made it through 11. In those four minutes, <laughs> all time. Um, so I, I I like to ask if this can be continued next week so that people can get home. Yes. No. So what I want to do is briefly do whatever to getting us out of here um, or the survivors out of the hour is name what we have remaining <laughs> and refer to the packet that staff gave you. What you should have remaining, two things I just want to name again and ask you to do the homework between now and Mondays so that we can jump right into deliberation and decision making. So one, you have a document that identifies the additional category for the, I'll call it the preamble in the report. Right, so there's the language that precedes the recommendation. We're talking about identify additional category. We have a sheet that has those, but we have to decide on that. There have been discussion about 
revising the eligibility requirements. So we have a, you have a sheet that captures what you already discussed. Okay, so please review that. Thirdly, there are two dots that look similar. These two. One, they're both are iteration on an idea of how to arrange the recommendations to better inform who fits where. It's not changing the recommendations, not undoing any recommendations, but it is a way to organize the recommendations. So the first one, which says ARAC subcommittee meeting 62 is, is a version. And then the second one, which says uh, a new paper well, revisions. So he reviewed following the subcommittee meeting and came up with some additional thoughts. Please review both of them so that we can then have a focus discussion on whether we adopt some one part of them, all of them, or none of them. Is also a possibility as well. Okay? Everybody clear on the homework? Okay. Um, things are covered. Sorry, I just wanted to be clear. Um, okay, so let me just say. Okay, so just before we turn, um, so again, I want to thank everyone who, uh, both members and public, who joined us this evening. Um, also, wanted to let folks know that on this Friday, the 9th, June 9th at 1 30, the Budget and Appropriations Committee is going to hear um, the supplemental request um, that was submitted to stand up the Office of Preparations $50 million. Going to be heard on Friday at 1 30. So, I want to encourage folks to come. Not everybody will be allowed to speak, but still want to have folks present. Should you your schedules permit? Again, that's Friday, 1 30 to 50. Oh, yeah. Yes. Okay. So, yeah. Yes, we'd like to. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so, so that, and then, um, yes, we will see everyone next. Okay, thank you. Um, okay, and then we will uh, gather at City Hall. Um, in our regular chambers, 400 um, next Monday at 5 30. Motion to adjourn. Thank you, everybody. Can I have a motion to adjourn? What's happening? Is there a second? Hey, all right. I am the mission. We are adjourned. Thank you guys so very much. Thank you to the staff. Yeah.